The Breaking Bread podcast is about using food as a vehicle for generating community, conversation, and compassion. Food holds memory and history. When we share a meal with someone, they open up and we open up. We understand them and they understand us. Food is a reflection of our culture. It conveys who we are and where we come from. Today, I'm spending time with one of my favorite organizations in DC, Food and Friends. Food and Friends provides 1 million nutritious meals a year in the greater DC area to individuals and families who are undergoing treatment for HIV AIDS and cancer and those who are in hospice care. It's a mission I'm proud to support as a volunteer and as a donor. I'm Krista Avampato. This is the Breaking Bread Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me at the table. Let's listen in. I'm here today at Food and Friends, one of my favorite nonprofits here in Washington, D.C., and I am here with a very, very special guest. Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do here at Food and Friends, how long you've been here, um, and why you are so passionate about the work? Sure. Um, I'm Rachel Throm. I'm the Client Services Manager here at Food and Friends. I supervise the team that processes intakes, does recertifications, meets with clients on their first day delivery, and basically troubleshoots any issues they have while they're on service here. I've been here for almost three years. Uh, November will be three years. I'm a social worker by trade, so I've always been very interested in issues of social justice and inequality overall, specifically um, for clients with HIV. And so I was drawn to Food and Friends when I moved back to the area. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Are you from the area originally? I am. I'm okay. from Northern Virginia. And can you tell me a little bit about how you find your clients and how that either recruitment happens or how those referrals happen and what other organizations you work with? Sure. So um, all of our clients are referred by medical providers in the community. So we maintain um, relationships with them. Okay. Um, part of what my team does is does outreach in the community, so we'll go to hospitals, clinics, um, agencies that might serve our clients and let them know about our service and our eligibility and mm -hmm. how they can refer. So we have some agencies that we work with pretty regularly, mm -hmm. some of the bigger clinics and hospital centers mm -hmm. in the area. Sure. We also work with the health clients of the health departments. Mm -hmm. And we, we do accept referrals from private physicians as well. Mm -hmm. So if a client is not engaged with one of the larger sort of institutions, um, their private physician can refer them as well. So that's things like Whitman Walker Clinic, mm -hmm. Washington Hospital Center, George Washington Cancer, hospice agencies, pretty much the gamut in the District of Maryland and Virginia. And you are specifically helping people who have a medical condition that nutrition can be a huge supplement to their overall plan of care. Correct, right? correct. Mm -hmm. So our clients are HIV positive, have cancer, or are in hospice, and are nutritionally compromised in some way. Mm -hmm. So that means um, that they have trouble chewing and swallowing, lack of appetite, nausea, they may have involuntary weight loss, or it may be something, the side effects of their chemotherapy or radiation may be too debilitating for them to stand and cook or do shopping. Right. So all of those types types of issues that impact their nutrition mm -hmm. uh, would qualify them for service. So it's not age and it's not income level. Correct. We don't specifically serve seniors. We have children as well as 99 years old. And that child could be the person who has the compromised um, con health condition Cor or it could be their parent who can't care for them and can't cook for them. Correct. Mm -hmm. So um, it works in two ways. We have um, primary clients, which are uh, the ones that are identified with the nutritional issue yeah. and the illness. Mm -hmm. And that client can be a child, a teenager, 
an sure. adult, a senior. We also help with meals for dependents and caregivers. I see. So if the primary client is a child, we can also put the caregiver on service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the primary client is an adult, up to four other people in the home can be on oh, service wow. as well. So uh-huh. that can be a combination of one adult caregiver and sure. three ch- three children that they're right. responsible for, mm-hmm. um, or three children under four children under eighteen. Um, so mm-hmm. we do help dependents as well. As far as income goes, we don't have any kind of income requirement or um, income cutoff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's purely based on medical need and um, nutrition. Even though Food and Friends is located in fantastic Northeast Washington, Mm -hmm, D.C., mm -hmm. you don't just serve Washington, D.C., right? It's the greater DMV area. Correct, correct. So we have clients in the district, obviously, Mm -hmm. in Maryland and in Virginia. Mm -hmm. So we go as far north as Hagerstown in Maryland and as far south as Fredericksburg in Virginia. Oh, that's quite mm-hmm. uh, that's quite a range. It is. Um, the majority of our clients are in suburban Maryland, D.C., and Northern Virginia. Okay. Um, but we also we have two different programs. One is home delivered meals, which is prepared food that's mm-hmm. delivered up to three times a week. Okay. And one is a groceries to go program, which is dry goods, um, pantry items, produce frozen entrees and meats, and okay. those are delivered once every two weeks. Further away areas, like Hagerstown mm-hmm. and Fredericksburg, those clients are eligible for groceries only. We don't have the capacity to go there three times a week. Mm-hmm. And if someone is well enough to make their meals, but getting out and shopping is difficult, is that what the groceries program can be for Sure. As well? It okay. can be for that, and it can also be if someone in the home can cook for them. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes it's a preference issue, but we do assess clients for the grocery program. We want to make sure that either they are able to cook the food themselves or sure. someone that can do it. And can you talk a little bit, Rachel, because you are a social worker and have worked at other organizations as well, even outside of the Washington, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the collaboration that happens nationally between different food organizations? And I know Food and Friends is part of a sort of a loose coalition, right, of organizations that have a very similar Genesis, like God's Love We Deliver in New York. Um, And can you also talk about, even within the district, how the different food-based uh, charities and nonprofits organized to really help our community. Sure. So yes, you're right. We have sort of sister organizations in yeah. other areas. Um, where I had worked before in San Francisco, um, there's a similar program called Project Open Hand. You mm-hmm. mentioned God's Love Deliver, Mana in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, sort of larger metropolitan areas have similar programs. Mm-hmm. We rely a lot on each other for sure. ideas and collaboration and working issues out. There's a program in the Midwest that came for a site visit once or, you know, to see how things work here. And they've called me subsequently. How do you do this? How do you do that? What's your coding system for the different diets? And, you know, things like that. We do host people who come from other jurisdictions, other cities, and give them an idea of what's going on here. And then when our staff travel, they may do the same thing in Mm -hmm. another city. There is a coalition in D.C., focusing on food policy issues. We do collaborate with the food bank. We do a Mm -hmm. lot of our ordering through them. Most of the collaborations at Food and Friends are actually with the medical providers. One of your big passions is Mm -hmm. this idea of social justice and equity. Mm -hmm. And could you talk about that through the lens of food and how food equity, it's a huge issue in this country, right? Like getting healthy, nutritious meals. We have the issue of food deserts. Um, We have the issue of not enough food, food that's too expensive, gentrification, all of these different social issues that really bundle up 
under health and you if you think about food giving like we can't do anything that we right. want to do in it's our lives without having mm-hmm. without having proper nutrition sure. and it also contributes then to disease right so Absolutely. to deny someone healthy food mm-hmm. all of a sudden becomes very much a social justice issue of you are you not allowing that person to reach their full potential right. because they do not have access to healthy food they eat unhealthy food they get disease mm-hmm. um, and then they go into the health system and go through that it mushrooms or from not, there. right? Right, Could right. Could you talk a little bit sure, from the social sure. justice perspective? Sure. So part of our mission is not specifically aimed at food insecurity, mm-hmm. but 80% or more of our clients are below poverty, so mm-hmm. we are addressing food insecurity by default. You know, on a larger scale, it's a huge issue, especially mm-hmm. in urban areas like ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so a food desert, for people don't who don't know, yeah. is um, basically an area where people don't have access to healthy food. Mm-hmm. So they may have a corner store, you know, every block, mm-hmm. but yep. there's not a vegetable to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to compound that, you know, they may not have transportation uh, to get to the grocery store in the other neighborhood. Right. They may not have enough money to buy foods that mm-hmm. are perceived as expensive. Similarly, there's a term I've heard called a food swamp where mm-hmm. it's overpopulated with corner stores. You can't walk five feet without being able to buy a candy bar, but you couldn't get to a grocery store unless you had means. Part of what we address is clients with illnesses that may have dietary restrictions. Um, We have 11 different diets, so if a client has renal disease on top of cancer, HIV, or if they have um, gastrointestinal issues, um, head and neck cancer, or something that affects their ability to chew, we're able to meet their nutritional needs by providing a tailored diet. Mm -hmm. So it's something like soft food or pureed or Mm -hmm. um, a GI-friendly diet, which is low on acid and spicy foods. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and those aren't things that people have access to in their daily lives. And if you have poverty on top of that and you're eating up until your illness hasn't been, you Mm -hmm. know, nutrition focused or healthy or you've had access, you know, Mm -hmm. once your situation is compounded by your illness, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're exhausted. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So then just getting to the grocery store, sometimes for just an average healthy person is a trial, right? Right. So if you are taking medications, if you're exhausted all the time, you're going through these treatments, Mm -hmm. getting to the grocery store and then getting those groceries back to your home or apartment and then making those meals is that's a huge portion of your day right. and you're so tired you're going to eat what's easy right. right like that's one of our big problems in our society as a whole right right right, mm-hmm. right i mean i think of myself right if i have a cold and i go to the store and i'm trying to decide what cold medicine to buy i'm like i can't determine what i should right. do i'm exhausted <laughs> and i feel bad and how do i Right. You know, right. let alone, you know, if you did have something complicated, right. you know, how, how do you address that? Organizations like ours are unique in that way, um, but they're also very necessary. These diseases can affect anyone at any time. So let's talk a little bit about what's going to be happening at Food and Friends over the next couple of months. Uh, sure. Uh, we have a, the holidays are coming up. The holiday time is a huge time mm-hmm. for you, both from a, a volunteer perspective, a services perspective, a fundraising perspective. Absolutely. Can we talk a little bit about you know some of the key programs and how people can get involved, how they can help, what sure. they can do to really further and, and support the mission of Food and Friends, sure. our community who uh, needs absolutely. them? 
absolutely. So um, we have a pretty small staff. Um, we actually have around 50, 52 um, employees, mm -hmm. um, but we serve around 3,000 clients a year, um, about a million meals. So we wow. we rely very heavily on volunteers, mm -hmm. um, between 9,000 and 10,000 a year come through. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, which mm -hmm. is a hugely important time for us. Thanksgiving has a lot of significance for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And um, for our clients, we want to make sure that if they want to, they can host their family and friends for Thanksgiving in their own That's home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we're doing um, at this time, and we'll be sending out invitations shortly, mm -hmm. um, is inviting our clients to participate in our Thanksgiving dinner delivery. Mm -hmm. So we'll be delivering about 600 fully cooked Thanksgiving meals, turkey, sides, pie, um, we say it's enough food for five people, but it's probably closer to 10. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Goodness. So then you're looking at 6,000 people. Right. right. <laughs> Potentially. Yes. I don't want to exaggerate, but maybe. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter to us if you're eating Thanksgiving alone or if you are, if you are hosting people, you sure. know, we, we will mm -hmm. bring you the full turkey if you're our client mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. would like one. Um, and then it can be as many meals as you can make yes. it last. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Right. So, um, we're getting ready to do that process. And part of, um, a lot of the 10,000 volunteers we get in a year, mm -hmm. um, come through on Thanksgiving day and mm -hmm. the weeks prior. Um, yes. So, um, we also have a big fundraiser this time of year. One of the things that we do is called slice of life mm -hmm. and it's a pie sale. So we sell pies all over, uh, the DMV. The pies are for you to enjoy at your Thanksgiving meal. You can also donate a pie to a client. Uh, so we're hoping to sell 9,000 pies this year. And if we're able to sell 9,000 pies, that will translate to 27,000 meals. So if people are interested in yes. participating in our pie sales, mm -hmm. um, they can go to our website, which mm -hmm. is www foodandfriends.org backslash pie. They're interested <laughs> in um, volunteering for Thanksgiving or at any other time. Mm -hmm. um, they can also go to our website, foodandfriends.org backslash volunteer. We use volunteers all year, like I said, and mm -hmm. that's sort of sort of runs the gamut. Um, we have people that volunteer in the kitchen um, with preparation and packing. We have people that volunteer to do deliveries. Mm -hmm. um, we have people that volunteer for admin work. Um, we have people that volunteer for special events um, yes. like Slice of Life or mm -hmm. some other fundraisers that we might have during the year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes right. um, the people that come for Thanksgiving are volunteers the rest of the year and sometimes mm -hmm. they come just on Thanksgiving Day, sort of right. like as an annual thing that they do with their families. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really nice That's to see awesome. people bring, like, their mom or their children. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And even that week leading up to Thanksgiving, as you're getting, or maybe it's even the two weeks sure. leading up, right, mm -hmm. is so busy just getting those 600 right. full Thanksgiving meals prepared. Yep. It's a huge prepared. undertaking. Yep. And it's the morning, the morning of too. Very mm -hmm. early, where we have volunteers wrapping turkeys and packing them, and it's a very well-oiled machine with a lot of moving parts. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then for our clients that live further out that I was talking about before, mm -hmm. um, we offer them a turkey box. Mm -hmm. So it's not prepared, but yep. we give them everything they would need to make oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's sort of like your groceries to go Absolute, option for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if a client lives further out, 
um, we have volunteers the Monday and Tuesday, the week of Thanksgiving, that mm -hmm. will bring them the box of stuff. And the service area is so broad or mm -hmm. so wide. Um, we also work with groups in the community where we might drop off meals, and then mm -hmm. volunteers pick them up closer to where the volunteer and clients live. We have some relationships with churches and other organizations where we drop off the food. Mm -hmm. Our drivers will take it, and then the volunteer will pick it up. We're talking about expanding to other illnesses. That's always mm -hmm. sort of in the background. Mm -hmm. um, we're working on strategic planning for the next five years, so that's something that may come up as well. Rachel, it was so wonderful to spend some time with you here this morning. I am so excited to be a Thanksgiving volunteer yes, this year so since I will be you. here in D.C. <laughs> um, and I hope that a lot of listeners um, and other people who hear about this content and hear about the organization will be able to join us as well. Thanks so much for having me this morning. Thank you for being here, and we're happy to have hosted you. My thanks again to Rachel Throm, Abigail Seeler, and everyone at Food & Friends for everything they do to take care of our neighbors who need their help. I can't wait to be a Thanksgiving volunteer this year. To learn more about Food & Friends and how you can support this incredible work, visit their website at foodandfriends.org. I'm Krista Avampado. This is the Breaking Bread Podcast. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. I'll see you next time at the table.